Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you, choir and orchestra. That was spectacularly beautiful. I, you notice I got you to get set. Gunnar wasn't even going to sit you down. You were going to stand the whole time. I saved you. I just got a text from a pastor friend in Orlando. He said, I love, love, love Christmas Eve. And he went on to rhapsodize about why he loves Christmas. And I thought to myself, so do I. And, and you're part of why. Thank you for being here to celebrate this most sacred, holy of nights that changed forever, forever. Late the other night, my wife and I were awakened by a loud crackling sound, and suddenly all of our lights went out. And we assumed that it was just a power outage in the, in the neighborhood, but when we got up and looked out the windows, we realized ours was the only house that didn't have any lights on. And we knew that that was bad. I went down to the breaker box, the, the, the fuse box down below, and I opened it up and I flipped every breaker that I could find, which was basically the, I exhausted my uh, ability to deal with the issue when I did that. That was it. Three times I flipped them and that was, that was done, and I had no clue what to do next. And then I experienced a Christmas miracle. I called my electrician at 9.30 at night, and he picked up the phone and talked to me, and helped me, and we talked about the situation, and finally he said, are you comfortable putting a voltage meter on your panel? And I said, I'm not sure comfortable would describe exactly what that is, but yeah, I'm, I'm up for it if you'll talk me through it. So I unscrewed the front of the panel, pulled it all off, all of those wires there. I took two probes and moved towards the largest wires that were coming in. I mean, they were this big, and touched them, uh, and lived to tell the story. And sure enough, one of those big wires was not functioning, which would explain the whole lights out thing. For 37 years, we have started every Christmas Eve service in the same way, with a quote from the prophet Isaiah, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Isaiah wasn't talking about a power outage, of course. He was talking about the gloom that had settled over the people of Israel. Spiritual darkness, evil kings, threatening forces beyond their borders. They were struggling spiritually and economically and morally. These were the chosen people of God, and yet they were walking in deep darkness, and it was a, a season of great despair. But Isaiah the prophet, he, he has a glimpse into the future by God's grace and he sees hope in their future. He is the one who writes, the people who are walked in darkness, that's you, they've seen a great light. In other words, he says, the days of gloom are numbered. And you might ask, well, how will that be, Isaiah? Is, is God going to deliver us as he delivered the Israelites from the hand of Pharaoh in Egypt miraculously in that way? Or is he going to send a, an army of angels to to?" to save us and set us free. How exactly is God going to bring to an end this pervasive, depressing gloominess? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. That was Isaiah's answer to that, and, and you might well reply, a baby? That is your solution to the gloom and doom around us? A baby? Ah, but it's not any baby. He goes on, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. This is going to be a child that is born to be a king. 
a king like we have never known before. And then Isaiah strings together this this majestic description of all of his remarkable qualities. This child king, he says, will be a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, a prince of peace. Never has there been a king like this. As I said, this is how we've opened every Christmas Eve service for the last 37 years. But I've never preached on this passage. And so tonight... I want to talk about the qualities of this child king. Because God knows our world is walking in darkness right now. Our nation is walking in darkness right now. I don't know that I recall a time of greater gloom and pessimism. Crime is on the rise. Confidence in government is at an all-time low. The economy is struggling. Anti-Semitism like we haven't seen in 80 years. Our Political parties could not be more divided or hateful or worthless. And beyond our borders, we have wars and rumors of wars. It is pretty darn gloomy out there. We need a light to dispel that darkness, don't we? And maybe it's a new kind of king. Maybe it's a new kind of leader. Someone like this, a wonderful counselor. The word wonderful in the Hebrew actually means miraculous. It's a a miraculous, a person of miraculous insight. Could we use wise counsel right now? Could our leaders use wise counsel right now? At present, where does our world turn for advice? Right here. We turn to Google. We turn to Alexa. Here is our wonderful counselor. I put it to the test the other day. I said, Alexa, what must we do to achieve world peace? I asked her four times, and I got four different answers. Her last response was, take 12 minutes first thing in the morning to relax and clear your mind. (laughs) I'm sure that's good advice. I don't know what that will do for world peace. Where do our world leaders turn for advice? Who is whispering in their ears? Do you trust them? I've listened to some of these so-called experts, and I am not impressed Are are these really the people that we depend upon to navigate the crises that we face in our world today? And how about you? To whom do you turn when you need insight on how to live your life well? How to be a good father or mother or grandfather or grandmother or son or daughter? How to be a good boss or a good employee? How to deal with conflict in in your business place, conflict in your home? What is your source of wisdom for living life? Isaiah says this new king is going to be a wonderful, miraculous counselor. He will offer divinely inspired wisdom that the world can trust and follow. Could our gloomy world use some good advice right now? This new king will be a wonderful counselor. He will also be an everlasting father. This phrase speaks of protection and provision and tenderness. My father turned 92 this September. For all my life, I have only known a dad who loved me and spoke love into me, who was proud of me and spoke pride into me, who provided for and protected his family. I hope you had a father like that. The other day I was digging through old files and I found several letters that my dad, who's not much of a letter writer, has written over the course of my ministry here. And during one hard season, 
he wrote these words to me. He said, you and Chapel Hill are under attack because in this church, Christ is preached and the Holy Spirit is received. You have a family, you have an army of supporting souls, and you have Christ. You will prevail. Love, Dad. I'm 67 years old. After all these years, my daddy's praise probably shouldn't mean so much to me, but it still does. My father's words of encouragement and love and pride, they still lift me and sustain me and have all of my life. When our granddaughter Cece comes over to stay with us, here's a picture of her at a recent lighting downtown. Cece's on the left. Hideous, isn't she? <laughs> My wife is pretty cute too. When they come over, when Cece comes over, she stays with us. When her dad, my son Cooper, comes back, he, he sweeps her up and he smothers her in kisses and he and dotes on her with words of adoration until she finally pushes him away. She says, stop, daddy, stop it, stop it, stop it. But she doesn't mean it. What she really means is never stop it, daddy. Never stop Never, never, never stop, Daddy. There's nothing like the love of a good father. And Isaiah promises an everlasting father who will never leave, never stop loving his people ever. Could our gloomy world use a faithful father like that? Isaiah also promises a prince of peace. China is saber rattling, Russia is saber rattling. Hamas is a bunch of barbaric thugs. What world leader can bring these folks to the table? Is it the United Nations? How's that working out for us? Our gloomy world is war-weary with no relief in sight. Could we use a Prince of Peace right now? And how about your personal life? Anyone here need a dose of real peace? Not the Ambien that you take at night to force you to sleep. Not the antidepressants that you take to help you cope. And I know what both of those are like. I've needed help at times to cope with the crushing weight of depression. But this weekend, thousands are going to enter our doors, dressed beautifully, singing carols, lighting candles, doing their best to be festive. But the truth is, your inner life is turmoil. You are fearful or anxious or depressed or all three. Could you use shalom, real, deep peace, wonderful counselor, divine wisdom, everlasting father, love and tenderness, the prince of peace, true serenity. That's Isaiah's promised king. That's Isaiah's promised leader. But there is one more descriptor that was the most astonishing of all, and I wonder if you noticed which one I left out. Mighty God. How could a child be described as mighty God? Especially to his Jewish readers, they wouldn't have had a, a clue what he was talking about. But this is our clue that he was looking into the future. Isaiah wouldn't live to see this child born, but he predicted his birth. In fact, elsewhere in his writings, he wrote, A virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. That was 700 years later. 
700 years after he wrote these words, they were fulfilled. The God-child of Bethlehem, of whom we sing and celebrate, he is the one of whom Isaiah spoke. Jesus is the wonderful counselor. Jesus is the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Do you get this? Do you understand this? It is all about Jesus. Simon Peter once said to Jesus, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Jesus taught with power and authority like the world had never seen before. His words rang true. His words brought life. They still ring true. They still bring life. Jesus is the wonderful counselor. Could you use some good advice today? Jesus is the one who treated the outcasts, the prostitutes, the tax collectors, the sinners with the tenderness of a father. He protected them. He defended them. He welcomed them, healed them. He loved them. Jesus is the everlasting Father. Could you use a Father like that? Jesus is the one who said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives do I give unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, and neither let them be afraid. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Could you use true serenity today? And Jesus he is Almighty God in the flesh, Emmanuel. He had the power to heal the leper and to calm the storms and to restore sight to the blind. He battled with demonic forces. He railed against the injustice. And it was Jesus who defeated the greatest of human enemies, death. Jesus raised to life a widow's son. Jesus raised to life Jairus' daughter. Jesus raised to life his good friend Lazarus. And in a, the greatest moment in human history, Jesus himself was raised from death to life. In that moment, Almighty God declared victory over every dark force that has ever bedeviled the world. Jesus is the Almighty God. God with us. Do you know him? This is who we celebrate. Not a sweet baby lying in a manger, but the birth of the child king, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. He is the light of the world that shatters our gloom, and that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not put it out. Do you think this gloomy world needs the light that only Jesus Christ provides? And how about you? What is the longing of your heart? Do you long for wisdom that will help you to live life well? Wonderful counselor is waiting for you this night. Do you long to feel loved and valued? Everlasting Father is waiting for you this night. Do you long to be set free from your anxieties and your fears? The Prince of Peace is waiting for you this night. Do you long for a relationship with your Creator and a life of power and purpose? Well, Almighty God is waiting for you this night. This is the last Christmas Eve I will preach at Chapel Hill. For 37 years, I have shared the good news that in Jesus, God has come to this world. He has come to us. And that He is the light of the world that shatters the darkness and gives you the life that God created you to have. Every Christmas Eve, I invite you to receive this gift. Some of you have. Most of you have. Some of you have not yet. This is the last time I have the privilege of asking you. And so I'm going to do it one more time. Are you ready to receive that gift this night? 
I want to return to my power outage story for a moment. Penlight came out, and after some thorough testing, they said, we're sure there's something wrong. <laughs> and it's probably a break in your underground line. But until it fails again, we can't do anything about it. So, unfortunately, Cindy and I are waiting for our system to fail. And only then will we be able to have someone come in and find the hidden problem and fix it. This is often what happens to people spiritually. They carry on with their lives knowing that something is broken deep inside of them, but they just keep going, keep plowing ahead until the system finally fails and they are thrown into darkness and despair. And only then do they reach out to God in desperation and ask for the help that they needed all along, that they could have had all along. It doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to wait for a system failure to receive an infusion of power and hope and light and life. And so I want to ask you one more time. Have you reached a point in your life where you realize you cannot do it alone? That you need the light that only, only Jesus can offer. It is close as the breath on your lips. Three Three words, a three-word Christmas prayer. Thanks, sorry, and please. Thanks, Heavenly Father. I'm start, uh, sorry, Heavenly Father. Sorry, thanks, and please. Sorry, Heavenly Father, for my, for my rebellion, for the way I've broken your law and broken your heart. Jesus, would you please come into my life and forgive me of my sin and my shame. And Holy Spirit, thank you for making me new and filling me with power. It's simple as that. Sorry, please, and thanks. I'm going to pray that prayer with you. I'm going to ask all of you to pray it in your hearts, and if you're tired of walking in darkness, if you're tired of living in the gloom, and if you'd rather not have to suffer a system failure before you make things right in your life, then let this be the night when you accept this wonderful gift. Bow your heads, would you? Close your eyes. We're just going to pray this together. First of all, sorry. Father, I am sorry for my rebellion. I'm sorry that I have broken your heart as I've turned my own way. Jesus, please, will you come into my life? Would, would you forgive my sins and make me a new person? And Holy Spirit, thank you for making me new and filling me with your power. That's the prayer, as simple as that. Father, I'm sorry. Jesus, please, Holy Spirit, thank you. And if you prayed that prayer, then there's a transaction that has taken place in your life right now. You have actually gone from darkness to light, whether you feel it or not. And so I just want to ask this, with every head still bowed, every eye still closed, if you prayed that prayer with me this night, if you've received this as a Christmas gift to yourself, would you raise your hand right now so that I can look and acknowledge that and pray for you? I see it. Yes, sir. I see it back in the back. Yes, I see you in the back by the sound booth. I'm sure there's others that are raising their hand. Father, I thank you for these who've said yes to this gracious gift. And I pray that they would take the steps that they need to take to begin to grow, to discover more about you, to know better your depth of your love and forgiveness and redemption for them. And 
I ask all of these things in the name of Jesus. See your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his perfect peace, both now forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son.